You seem hungry. Good thing your table is ready with Fatterday Omaha. Fatterday Omaha. Eat this. Hello and welcome to Fatterday Omaha. This is part two of our two-episode series of Making Pizza with Matt Frampton of Urban Slicer Pizza. Matt was so kind and gave me literally hours of education on making different styles of pizza. And in part one, which if you missed it, you can check it out on our podcast, is all about mixing the dough, shaping the dough. And in this episode, part two of two, is actually cooking it. We are going to use different types of pizza ovens and in one case a grill. Towards the end of the episode you will actually get to hear me cook pizza real time because we're cooking on a super hot fast oven. I hope you learn as much as I did and I really hope you enjoy our show. Let's go and we're going to start on uh, Matt's outdoor area of cooking. All right, so we are on the Frampton patio of barbecue and pizza. We've got a uni pizza oven. We've got, uh, this one's a newer one I think you got, right? Yeah, so we're gonna, I think we'll cook on this one today, but it's it's uh, in the same market as uni. It's called a Halo Versa 16. Gotcha. This one checks a lot of boxes for me. The rotating stone is really cool for a beginner. You don't yeah. have to do any of the turning. Oh wow. We'll get it launched on there and just let it cook. Oh, cause it just has the fire in one location towards the back there. That's the other thing that I love is it has an infrared burner under the stone. Oh, so it keeps the stone warm. Yes. Okay. And so it really helps with recovery time between cooking pizzas. Gotcha. So that stone stays nice and hot. Whereas yeah. on the uni, also a great oven, but you have to wait a little bit between pizzas for that stone to heat back up. Uh-huh. Uh, because it's absorbing the moisture out of the pizza dough. That's how it gets crispy. Oh, sure. And that's cooling the stone down. And we want that to be pretty hot. So I'm I'm aiming for like a 600 to 650 degree stone. And to, to figure that out, I'm using an infrared thermometer. Oh so yeah, I actually have the same one. You can grab, grab those off Amazon or whatever. Exactly, yeah. so our stone right now, we just turned this on a couple minutes ago. Yeah. It's only 230, 230, so we're gonna let that run for a few. Gotcha, and if somebody doesn't have an awesome rotating pizza stone oven, home oven with a pizza stone Absolutely. at like 500 or whatever. Hottest you can get Hottest it. you can get it. 500, 550, put the, put the rack all the way up to the top. Okay. The stone on that. Yeah. And then the top of your oven will act as radiant heat. Got you. So it's almost like a little sleeve. Okay. For the pizza to go in gotcha. there. Gotcha. So you don't want it on the lowest rack because you probably end up burning the bottom of your crust before the top, the top cooks. Correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good tip. So this one, we're going to also run the Green Mountain. Um, oh, so we got a we got a full-on smoker going here. Yeah. And we're going to do our pan pizzas on here. And I just have that some. Fire roar. Wow. Yeah, I love, I love this for pan pizzas. And I'm gonna add a little more fuel here before we yeah. run low. Yeah, to kind of yeah set the stage here. So we've got the, the Uni and the Versa on the left. We've got the Green Mountain in the middle and an Alpha on the right. We can cook pizzas all day here. It's awesome. Yeah, we could do some serious volume out here. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the, the Alpha, I've just had this running on low for about two hours. Um, you can get a wood-fired version of this. Oh, wow, we're almost 600, 700 degrees in yeah, there? Yeah, in one corner, I'm about 700. Wow. So I, I like where this oven is right now. 
I think it's going to cook really nice. And so that's that's the thing is you can make a, a pretty good one in your home oven, but that type of heat that you want for a restaurant quality pizza, you might need a pizza oven for that. It's, then. Yeah, you you definitely get a different finished product. Sure. I won't say better or worse. Just different. Yeah. Okay. If you want to do a true Neapolitan, we need to have ambient temperatures that are up there in the eight, 900 degrees and a stone about 700, 750. My rule of thumb is the stone should be 100 to 150 degrees lower than the ambient. Oh, okay. So that way we have an even bake going on. This is this is where a lot of people have trouble when they try to use their grill is yeah. they'll get a fire going right. and put a stone right above that fire. Uh -huh. The stone will get to 750, but the ambient's probably 550 or 600. So that's exactly oh, opposite. The of opposite you want. of what you need. Okay, so you want that. So you don't want to throw the stone right down the rack. You want it up a little yeah, higher. Yeah. So you okay. want an indirect fire, maybe around the outside edge if you're using like a Weber grill or something. Yeah. With the stone in it. The ambient has to be hotter than the stone, or the bottom will burn. Gotcha. Okay, and I know you just said it, but just so we have it out there. So, what was your? It was 100, 150 degrees. You want the ambient temperature hotter than the stone that you're putting Correct. the pizza on. Correct. The stone on. or surface. Stone or yeah. surface. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, 100 to 150 is a good rule of thumb. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I have to say we, we picked a great day for pizza. It's beautiful out. We, yeah. Well, it's beautiful. We got real lucky. It's it's a little chilly, but not cold. But I'll tell you, the, the heat coming off of the ovens is real nice. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. In the summer, it's a little sweaty out here. Oh, I bet. I bet. <laughs> the beer has to be colder then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's go stretch one out. Yeah. All right. All right. So now we're getting out the tray of our, our Neapolitan dough that's been aging for 48 hours. I took it out of the refrigerator. So my refrigerator down here is, is pretty cold. Okay. It's like 36 degrees, Ooh, 37 nice. degrees. Yeah. And that's so I can I keep my barbecue meats and stuff in there. Like, sure. I like to wet age my briskets. Nice. And it works great for dough as well. So this dough was, you know, 36, 37 degrees. I took it out at 7 a.m. Okay. It's 2.30 p.m. Okay. Um, it would have been fine 90 minutes ago, yeah. but it needed every bit of that six hours to get there. To, to get up to a good time. Yeah, so it's great right now, too. We see these air bubbles. You can just pop those. Yeah, I got a big, big bubble there, so yeast is doing its job, and so you just gave it a pinch, and it has now deflated. Yep, just the big bubbles. The rest of the dough is good, and we're going to want to try to save as much of that... Um, air in the crust as possible. When we're saying big bubbles in this case, about the size of a tablespoon or larger, you want to give them a pinch maybe. Yeah. Somewhere there. Okay. Yep. And we're going to do the same after we stretch this. If we notice any on the edge, we're going to pinch those off because we'll get big bubbles when it goes onto this to the oven. Gotcha. So we're going to take our bench flour. This is actually a blend of bread flour, which is similar to what's in the Neo. I like using flour that's a lot, that's like the flour that's in the pizza. Makes sense. And then I also have semolina. Okay, and that's our more little, yellow color that's in there is that semolina. Yeah, okay. it's a grittier flour and allows the dough to slide around on the pizza peel a little bit. Okay, easier. and when we say bench flour, because I, I might assume when we say bench is just utility, and I might go, oh yeah, grab for the AP flour, but we don't want AP flour typically in this case. Yeah, you. I mean, you could. It, it wouldn't be bad, bad per se, but I much Not prefer ideal. using. Yeah, yeah. Got it. I like using a high quality flour. Sure. It's, it's all part of. You're going to taste it. Absolutely, so. absolutely. So we're going to take some of this, and we're just we're going to put it 
right on top of one of these dough balls that we want to grab. So we're, we're dusting the top of each each dough ball. We've yep. got five dough balls in this particular bin. Yep, we stole one of them for our Sicilian. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And and so you're, I would say you're um, dusting plus. There's definitely, it's not just a light Super dust. Super liberal. Yeah, just yeah. throwing it on top there. Got you. Yep. I'm going to move this over. I'll do it here so you yeah. can see better. We're going to have an opportunity to shake the excess flour off. Okay. So you do not want to get into a situation where you have too little. Gotcha. So it is okay to be heavy handed with Absolutely. your flour. Absolutely. Yep. And so you're, yep. you're building a nice little uh, mound in the middle. So you've got a, a big sheet pan here on your, mm -hmm. on your bench. We've got a bunch of flour in the middle, flour on top of the dough ball. Got it. Yep. That's exactly right. And so we're going to take, this comes with these, uh, with these dough trays, it's just a another dough cutter with a handle on it. Okay. You could use, you know, a spatula or whatever you need, but we've got to separate these dough balls because they kind of grew into each other a little okay. bit. And, and definitely something that's a firm cutter. We don't want a bendy bendy spatula Correct. in this case. Okay. So we've got a firm plastic cutter. We're separating the dough balls, and we're gonna try and get it round again before we go grabbing it. Okay. I'm popping that excess oh, right wow. there. And so you're just kind of doing your best with your with your dough scraper to just press it into a round again. Yep, make okay. it round again. And I want it to get to something that I can pick up with this. I seem to recall, maybe it was yourself or, or someone else that I was uh, listening to, but if you start with a round uh, ball, it's easier to end up with a round pizza. That was me. Awesome. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I think yeah, so too. I, I say that a lot. <laughs> Good advice. So we're going to get under there and then we're going to set this right in. Oh, wow. pile of flour. Okay, so you just scooped it up with your with your dough scraper, yep. um, and you know, just like you were grabbing a pancake from beneath, and then you set it down on top of our pretty large mound of flour in the middle of your tray. Okay, and you know, we're gonna get this covered in as much flour as we can. Maybe flip it over a couple times. Okay, and then we're just we're trying to preserve the air in the outside. Gotcha. So you're pressing down in the the middle of the dough ball. I'm making a well. Making a well in the middle. And this is after we flipped it so it's coated with flour on both sides. Mm -hmm. And so, okay, so wow, well, there's a lot of air in that edge and you're just starting, did you start in the middle and you're I just kind of- I started right in the middle and I'm working my way out. And I want to get it to about six, seven inches in diameter or okay. so. And then at this point, there's a couple different things we can do. I'm going to take this excess flour now, and we may need it again, but I'm going to move it out of the way. And as you're pressing, you're just using your, your fingertips to yep. press. And are you pressing out a little bit towards uh, yes, the edge? Yes, I am. I'm pressing out because we want to work this out. Okay. This is just to get it started. Yeah. So then we could pick this up, and we could, we could stretch it if we wanted to with our hands. I'm going to show you that. There's also a way to do this where if you take your hand and kind of curved and we're going to stretch it almost that same half half circle that we use to make the dough ball almost that same shape exactly. with your hand but you're yep. pushing out now now we're pushing out what we want to avoid is crushing the edge with our wrist okay so you got to stay up this is our stretch hand and it depends if you know whatever you're most comfortable with right stretch hand turn hand so right hand is stretch hand left right. hand is turn hand and you're really pushing with that that edge of your your pinky and hand before you get to the back part of your hand because you want to crush that and so okay so you got the one hand that's curved your other hand your left in this case is flat yep and you're just gently that's your turn hand so you're that's pressing correct. in the middle there and yep. turning the pizza okay a yep. um, couple other ways you can do it is you can pick it up and stretch it like this 
Okay, so a pull stretch in that yep. case, okay. Or you can let gravity be your friend. And so that's both hands in and let it pull itself yep. down. Lift it up and, and just let gravity stretch it. That seems like that last part may take a little practice before the dough might rip if you're not fast enough, I the think. The Neapolitan's pretty tough. The grilling dough will tear on you pretty easily. Gotcha. Because it's very low gluten. We could probably stretch this to 20 inches. So to, wow. Yeah, it would be um, something that we couldn't fit on our peel and oh my goodness, we wouldn't want to cook it, but I bet you could. And I know this has been discussed in various circles, but when you see people throwing them up in the air, that's really just more for show. Like you don't have to do Depends that necessarily. Depends on the style. Neapolitan pizza is not ideal to be throwing in the air like that. Yeah. It's, it's too fragile. Um, New York style pizza, you can. It's uh -huh. a stronger dough, thicker dough. It generally has more salt in it. Um, and so salt makes it a little more tough. But when you watch like the Pizza Olympics and yeah. stuff like that, and those yeah. guys are going crazy, that dough has like five times the amount of salt it should have in it. It's just performance dough. Mm -hmm. Okay, so do, in other words, don't feel bad if you're not flipping your pizza in the Correct. air. Correct. Don't think you have to do that yeah. to make a good pizza. We okay. could definitely throw this. Nice. <laughs> yeah, if we wanted to. Um, All right, got a wooden pizza so, peel coming off the shelf here. So yeah, we're gonna use wood. Um, you can use wood or metal. Wood's a little more forgiving because it absorbs the water. If I remember right, you prefer the wood pizza peel for launch, but a metal pizza peel to remove. That's exactly right. So that you don't burn the heck out of everything. <laughs> yep, exactly. And the metal pizza peel is a little thinner, so you can get underneath the pizza when we when we get it on the oven. So can we talk about the transfer for a little bit? So yep. so we did, we rounded this out, and how, how big's our pizza peel here? It's a 12-inch peel. And we, this is a 12-inch pizza. We have a 12-inch pizza, so it's yep. almost covering the whole thing, and you literally just picked up our dough round that we had flattened, it's about, I don't know, quarter inch thick, give or take a little bit with the crust. And uh, then... Pretty thin in the middle, but okay. with the crust, yeah, I'd say a quarter inch or and, so. And you're able to pick up the whole dough round and just lay it on the pizza peel. You didn't scoop it with the pizza peel, you picked up the dough and set it on the pizza peel. Yeah, okay. You and you could do it either way. It's just a matter of preference. But yeah, that's that's how I prefer to do it. Did you put any flour on the peel beforehand? You did not. So it was just it was that mass quantity of flour we stretched on. It ah, got so the, it's in, in the dough. Yep, we shook. Yep, and when I lifted it up, the excess fell off. Okay. And if you see how this is sliding around right yeah, now, yeah. So you're shaking the peel. Now's the, the time to do move. that. Got you. Okay. Not, when we get toppings on there, uh -huh. it becomes a lot harder to fix. Gotcha. So if this is moving around like this right now, we're going to go and top it right now. It, it should continue to move around just fine for us. If, if, this is definitely one of the more challenging things for people to get over because if it sticks, you now. can have a mess on the oven. When you go to launch it, your toppings come off and the dough doesn't. If it sticks right now, yes, we just want to get take some flour, put it under there. Okay. And if we need to, we remove this pizza dough from the peel and we put some more on the bottom. And, and then if you remove the dough from the peel, would you put flour on the dough or would you put flour on the peel? Um, probably at this point, I put it on the peel. On the peel, okay. Yeah, and if you're having challenges, um, you could use cornmeal okay. until you get comfortable. Gotcha. It's just bigger. It's sure. It's, so it's one more step up from semolina. Okay. Acts like little ball bearings. I was just there. gonna say little cornmeal ball yeah, bearings that's there. That's exactly yeah. right. All right. You know, one of my favorite tips from Matt is once you put the dough on the pizza peel, give it that little shake to make sure that the dough moves. Then put your cheese on. Give it another little shake. Does the dough still move? And then put your toppings on it. Does the dough still move when you gently shake that pizza peel? If it does, it's probably going to launch 
very well. Also, launching with a wooden peel, a non-vented metal peel. The dough may have a tendency to stick a little bit more. And before I learned all these things, I may have kind of created a calzone-like thing in the oven, which which still could be delicious, but uh, not as intended. So good tip from Matt here. Let's get back to it. So we've got the dough on the peel, yep. and you poured the sauce directly into the center of the pizza, and now you're using a larger uh, mixing spoon to just spread it out evenly, but not on the edge of the crust, but up to the edge of the crust. Yeah, I'm trying to avoid that, and I also don't want too much. When you do Neapolitan style, less is, less is definitely more. Um, I don't want this to become a soggy mess. And so we can we can actually see through the ranch to the dough in spots, so it is not real heavy. That's correct. Okay, got it, yep. got it. So we got ranch, and then we're gonna do cheese. Yeah. You know, four to five ounces is, is about right for a pizza like this. Again, don't want too much. So this has a really, really good melt, so it's a little pricier, but you don't need to use as much. So like that's... That's about right. So much like our sauce that we put on, now we put the cheese, but I can still see some sauce. Yep, so we're not, we're not overloading our pizza here. Yep, and we're gonna do a sanity check, make sure we're still moving around. Okay, our dough still moves even with the toppings. Yep, so, so there's a little shake on the handle. Super important. Okay. And then we're just gonna put some fried chicken. Oh yeah, little pieces of you fried chicken. You can use whatever chicken you like, but I, I like this. I think that's gonna crisp up real nice. That's, that's yeah. gonna be tasty, yeah. making me hungry. <laughs> yeah. I can definitely smell the dough earlier, smell the ranch now. Oh yeah, I'm oh. excited to eat a slice of this. Oh my gosh. Well, you said come hungry. The only thing I had was coffee this morning, so okay, I'm perfect. ready to try a couple well, we're, of things. Yeah, so. we're about ready to get into a pizza coma. Cool. So we'll just leave that there at that, and then we're gonna do a little bacon. All right, the bacon's coming up. So here's our layers. We've got dough, we've got ranch that you can still see the dough. Then we put the cheese where you can still see the ranch. Then we put chicken where you can still see the cheese. We've got a little crumbly, crumbly bacon. The next thing we're gonna do is come back, slice it, then we'll finish it with buffalo and some chives. Oh wow, all right. And then we're gonna eat it. All right, sounds good. Cool. So this one we're gonna do Neo style. So I'm gonna cook it on the halo. At the halo, okay. I want it to be a little crispier, take a little more time. Our stone's about 750. 750. Looks like so, the, the ambient temperature, according to the thermometer, is way up past 900 yeah, there. So, yeah. wow. All right. It, it'll cool down quick. And this thing, it says those temps, it cooks about 100 degrees cooler than what I think. Their thermos aren't lying, but there's just something in the way it rotates away from that heat and comes around. It'll take two minutes to cook on here, two and a half minutes. Oh on goodness. that one, 90 seconds. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. So wow. it's just a little bit different style. All right. So we've got the pizza on the peel. We're about to launch. Yep. We're going to stop the rotating stone for just a second. Okay. So we can get a nice centered launch. And then we're going to turn the stone right back on. Important on this oven to have that rotation happening because the burner is just in one side of the stone so you'll have a hot side. I can hear us cooking there. And what's interesting about your launch, now we, when somebody says launch, I'm almost thinking it's flying off the peel, but you actually got the, sort of tip the peel a little bit. So the, the front edge of the pizza attached to the stone and then you gently pulled the peel back. Yeah, it's it's kind of like the um, the flowers and, uh, and, and wine glasses with the oh, table. Oh yeah, yeah. 
you're just you're pulling the peel out from underneath the pizza. Also, we've got a lot of fried chicken on top there. I didn't <laughs> want to get too crazy and uh, have that go flying off. So now we're getting some serious bubblage. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So the the crust is. I mean, we've only been here for a couple of seconds, and the edges are bubbling up. The the cheese is there. The cheese is bubbling. You can see it brown on the bottom already. Yeah. We're gonna check the bottom here in just a second, just to make sure we're not burning. So you've got a looks great. You've got a metal peel that you're using to check the bottom. So use it kind of like a spatula just to lift up the edge there. Mm -hmm. And so if we're doing this in the in the home oven, uh, same procedure. The the stone would already be in the oven. You'd launch your launch your pizza, and then you could you could check it then with that peel if you needed yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, a good good hour heat up in your oven will help that stone get as hot as it possibly can. But yeah, you want that, that everything to be preheating. Gotcha, and with the, the larger bubbles that are in the crust, um, should a person be tempted to poke them or you do we can. leave them? Yeah, so this one's getting a little crazy. Yeah, that's a that's a good golf so ball gonna, size or bigger bubble. I'm gonna pop that one. Okay. But if they get too big, they'll start pushing all the ingredients into the center. Ah, gotcha. And I'm just gonna give us a sanity check on the bottom. There you oh, go. Look, oh, it's starting to toast up real nice. See how it's, it didn't light up like you'd think with a wood-fired oven, you know? It's, right. It said 750 and it says 900, but it's yeah. a slower cook, and I like that yeah. because that's the true Neapolitan style, um, which gets us a little more crunch, a uh -huh. little more sturdiness. Think Noli. Yeah, you know, Noli, sure. Yeah, he, so Dante is a true classic Neapolitan joint. Right. Uh, Noli, I think, is more of a neo joint his pizza's a little more crispy it cooks a little bit longer gotcha but we're just looking for doneness here my goodness and and so visually here this pizza has rapidly changed so it's uh it got golden brown the outside of this crust is getting really really nice and toasty the cheese is super bubbly it's just cooking cooking fast how, yeah. how long would something like this take typically in your in your 500 or 550 uh, conventional about five to seven minutes still that fast yeah okay. yeah maybe eight but I'm gonna pull it. I like where this is at. Yeah. I'll stop the stone again. And there it goes. Whoa, look at the steam just roll off yeah. of that thing. Oh my gosh. And we'll just look underneath just for a, a check. Peak. Oh, that's good. Yeah, nice leoparding. It's not, not burnt or anything. Right, and so uh, that's the thing. I'm glad you said leoparding because sometimes people get scared by the little charred spots that's supposed mm -hmm. to happen. It's called leoparding. Adds a little bit of a, yep. a potential bitterness, but in a good way to your pizza. Yep. And all good. All right. Let's head inside, and we are going to do a little topping talk, and then we're going to slice up a pizza. And listen for that crunch. Oh, probably something I should ask, too. So our chicken was pre-cooked. Pre-cooked chicken, yeah. And I have also heard, and I'm curious on your opinion, for things like vegetables, raw peppers and things like that, do you prefer to pre-cook them or do you like them raw? Because they can have water issues and things sometimes yeah, too. Yeah, good, good question. I think it depends on the veggie for me. Um, onions, I do not like on pizza raw. Okay. So I'll cook those down and caramelize them. Yeah. That's just my personal preference. I'm not a huge onion guy. Okay. Peppers and stuff like that, I like a little crunch. Yeah. So I'll leave them. I'll just leave raw? Them. Yeah. Do, yeah. Do you slice them fairly thin so they cook quickly or? Um, yeah, I will or I'll dice them. Okay. And when I'm cooking a pizza that, like this that cooks in two, three minutes, yeah. I'll put them on top so they have a better opportunity to cook quickly. Got you. If it's on a pan pizza that's going to bake for 15, 20 minutes, I yeah. might put them under 
the cheese and everything else because gotcha. you know they're going to render down. Gotcha. So in this quick cook, if we had tucked them under the cheese, we would have probably ended up with a crunchy raw veggies potentially, yeah, or correct. soggy veggies or something. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, which okay. if that's what you want, that's that's perfectly fine. That's fair. Yeah, depending on how you like your pizza. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, so we're just going to slice this in eight slices. Okay. So from a presentation standpoint, whenever I'm going to do after cook ingredients, yeah. I prefer to slice and then add. Okay. Then I have more control over what Well, so those... you don't end up with a weird topping falling in the middle yeah, or something exactly. along those lines. So now we're nice and sliced up like this. It's just gentle, crispy crunch when you sliced yeah. it too. And then we're just going to drizzle a little, little a red little hot. Bit of buffalo on yeah. here. Yeah. Oh my gosh, look at that go. Here comes the sauce. And we're going to try and do this really slow. You could put this in a squirt bottle if you aren't comfortable. There we go. Just a little drizzle of that hot sauce right on top. So we've got ranch, cheese, bacon. We've got some breaded chicken. And here comes the sauce. Yeah, and we're doing like a crisscross kind of pattern here. I like it. Just a little back and forth drizzle. Like you said, a squeeze bottle might work good yeah. too. And I like the I like the color we're we're getting here too because you got yeah. the contrast of the white cheese and the kind of orangey red sauce yep. and that nice golden brown outside. And then, are you okay with a uh, chive? Yeah, you betcha. That a nice little green pop on top. Yeah, there. exactly. So we just got some. Free, oh, there we go. Freeze dried here. Give you a little onionness if you want that flavor. I, yeah. I just like the flavor. I'm not so big on the crunch, but. Yeah. There yeah. We go. Oh, that looks good. Ooh, that's let's a, a slice. That's a beautiful pizza that. there. Let's tuck it in and try bite. Yeah. It's got a little a little more sturdiness than your traditional Neo. Yeah. Neapolitan, I mean. So the Neo, Neapolitan, a little more sturdy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really good. And the, the crust has a good, the crust has flavor. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. Now this was, and this was the aged. Yeah, the, 48 the, hours. 48 hours, so mm -hmm. it might have a little more flavor in it. Yeah. And I got, I got a nice, nice bubble in here and the cross section looks good. The, uh, Geologic stratification from the bottom here looks excellent from the side too. And it is hot and it is tasty. With the aging too, you get better dough spring, mm. which is, that's the that's the word I was looking for when you said crumb. Oh yeah, okay. Dough spring is what, that's kind of referred to how airy does it get on that edge. Let's par-bake our, our pan pizzas and then we're gonna let them rest for a minute. Okay. Then we're gonna do the other Neapolitan. All right, so those uh, trapezoidal Detroit pans that we were talking about earlier, that's what we've got. Yep. And these are, there's a lot of dough in these pans here. A little, little different. Yeah, so believe it or not, same dough, ball size. Okay. There was about 320 grams yeah. or so, a little more oil, but the way they've been rising in these pans mm -hmm. is, you know, we're not gonna, we're not going to disturb the air that's in there. Ah, okay. So it looks like more Oftentimes, even at a pizzeria that serves a thin and crispy and a thick crust, yeah. oftentimes the dough ball starts the same size. No kidding. People kind of think it's less calories to eat a thin and crispy, but yeah. it's just packed in just there a little bit more and there's <laughs> less air. And so in this case, so where we shaped our crust before, so this is the dough is just is put in the pan and you, and you just made it. Did, did you have to do anything to make it meet the edges or did it naturally? I, I did and I and as soon as we get these cooked up and then yeah. we're done with the next Neo, yeah. I'm gonna show you how love to it. stretch it in the pan. Love it, Let's I've got do an it. extra dough ball just to do that. I love it, all right. Cool. All right, all so right. these we're gonna go right on our um, Green Mountain mm -hmm. Grill here. Okay. And this is gonna be 10-ish minutes 
Okay, so these and take I, a little little longer here. Yeah, and then it's total cook time is between 16 and 20, just depending. And the par bake adds a little bit to it because we'll have to start over with the cooking process, but I really like the way that they turn out when you par bake them. Okay. And so our, our difference here is there's there's no launch, there's no pizza stone, we got a tray and we got a hot grill. That's correct. Okay. So we're going we're running at 475 on this one. 475. Okay, so now that is an attainable uh, temperature in the home oven there. Yep, these are perfectly great in your in your home oven. Um, even 500 would work, but this will give us a little more flexibility. Um, sometimes I'll kick it up to 500, 525, but okay. We're going to just let these sit for about 10 minutes. And we're actually going to jump over to launching a pizza into the super hot oven to make the Bravo Ragazzo, the, the pizza sandwich. Oh, so there's a little flourish for it and just slid right off the peel right into the oven. Yep. And this is going to be, this is going to happen fast. All right. So we are looking for this to start rising. When it starts rising, then we're going to start turning it. I'm going to need to turn the sides that are cooking away from the fire. And so this is where if you see, especially people working with wood fired ovens and things like that, you really got to watch where your heat is. You so do. you're evenly cooking. Yeah. Versus we had an oven prior that was rotating for us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll have to actually turn this one. So we want to check the bottom and make sure we're, we're looking good. You can see it's cooking more in the back where there's more heat. Oh yeah, we're starting to get a brown. color. So you're putting the peel in and then actually turning the peel a little yep. bit. Oh, you can smell that. That uh, garlic from the, the Pizza Mojo is heating up. You can smell the garlic now. Yep. And the cheese is bubbling already. Yeah, so we're, we're about 40 seconds in and we're halfway, I bet. It, it looks edible right now. Yeah, it's a really quick cook. That peel turning the pizza again. Yeah, I like the look of it. Mm -hmm. So now I'm gonna go back to low. I just kind of like managing the heat on these. Yeah. I want the bottom to cook a little more, so I need the top to kind of chill out for me. Now, if you're doing this in your home oven, do you need to keep an eye on possibly rotate the, or does nope. it typically cook more even? No, in the home oven, you should just be able to launch it onto your stone and, and then just let it cook without moving it around. But it's not going to cook in 90 seconds. It is not going <laughs> to cook in 90 seconds. And, and this one would have been done in 90, but I turned the heat down because I now want the bottom to crisp up a little bit. Gotcha. Yeah, because it still looks uh, kind of bendable. But uh, boy, that cheese is just bubbling nicely. Not not burning in any way, just a happy bubble. Yeah, we, we want some good color on this one. Yeah. And we're going to let it cool just a little bit before we turn it into a sandwich. Yeah. Very satisfying to get the, the heat off of the oven, watch it become a, yeah. a pizza. Yeah. So if you need to, also, you can pull it out here. Oh, and pull and it out on the like peel that. and then turn it by hand. Yeah. Okay. If you're, if you're not comfortable. So when you try this later. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to do it. It also slows it down. And when you take it out, it's going to cool a little bit. Yeah. 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 And if you get panicked, all you do, get under there, get it out here. I'm starting to really love this color. Yeah. That's coming together real nice. It's got some leoparding on the outside. The cheese is still bubbling. We're not, you know, dark black in any areas, but that leoparding is happening. So now we're just going to go over here to the peel we just used. Transfer there. Yep. Close our oven back up. And head inside where we're about to assemble the Bravo Ragazzo, the pizza sandwich. So Bravo Ragazzo, do you have any idea what that means? Well, let's see. Uh, Bravo, I'm good. Uh, yeah. 
regazzo. Almost, almost sounds like regatta or a boat, but I don't know. Good fella. Oh, uh, very nice. Yeah. We're going to put a little a little ranch, or you could use like a garlic mayo if you wanted. Ooh, um, make a fancy aioli on there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, okay. But since we have this here, we're going to use this. So this is our, our essentially our, our cheese bread with good seasoning, and we're yeah. adding a little ranch to the top here. A little here. ranch, or you could do just mayo or aioli. Perfect. Yeah. Coating it nicely with the back of a spoon there, so yeah. not not on the edges of the crust, but on the the well area of the pizza. Yep, that's right. Does the outside of the crust itself have any other name besides crust? Cornichone is, is the actual technical so term. There you go. Yeah. We on Saturday we often call it the the pizza grip, the part that you hold on. Yeah, to. that's perfect. I like that a but, lot. But say the Italian one more time for him. Cornichone. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So there we go. Added added to somebody's vocabulary uh, mine uh, yep. today. So very Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. All right. So we're so we added that that ranch. We're gonna do some capicola or some salami. Yeah. There we go, layering it on. Yep. Do a nice overlay on the one side here of our yeah. dough. Why not? We're gonna do some smoked ham. Oh man, we're loading this up. Mm -hmm. Smoked ham on top of the capicola. You're gonna love this. Man, it, it's already is just. Yeah, this is like happening. this is like gluttony at its best, man. Yeah. <laughs> some <laughs> prosciutto. When we say pizza and sandwich in the same sentence, and right? then we got cheese, meat, and ranch so far. So. Yep layering it on real thick on one side. So uh, just to kind of recap, so we cut our pizza in perfect half here and we're loading up one side with all the meats right now. Yep, so we got the salami, we got the ham, we got prosciutto. We're gonna do a little bit of bacon. Oh yeah, bacon up that ham. Bacon it up. We're gonna do some banana peppers. Oh yeah. Some peppadou peppers, which are a sweet heat Roasted peppers. Oh yeah, I can smell those guys. Brand is Peppadou. So now we've got a kind of the blonde layer of the crust. We got great red from the Peppadou. We've got that kind of greeny yellow from the bananas. Oh, a little basil. Meats. Oh, nice green basil. Oh, it's a beautiful looking pie here. We're gonna put some chopped greens. You could use like micro greens if you wanted on this too. And then we're gonna just drizzle a little Italian dressing. Okay. Salad dressing going into a. Yeah. Measuring cup and a little basting brush here. Just want to be Oh, just using the basting brush to kind of shake it gently yeah. so we don't get it too soggy. Yeah, I don't want a ton. I just want a little bit of this Italian dressing flavor. There we go. If you wanted the vegetarian this thing too, I bet it'd be good with just the peppers and the greens and the Absolutely. cheese too. Yeah. So then we're going to take the other half of the pizza and we're going to put it right on top. Oh my goodness, fold it over. Look at that. Kind of smash it down and take our pizza cutter. We're gonna make three, three slices here. So we took the empty half of the crust and just set it on top of the other one. So our two half circles are now, now one big pizza sandwich moon. Yep. Excellent. Half moon. Half moon, yes, half moon. And a good slice there, so crust on top, crust on bottom, and loads of toppings in the middle. All right, look at this guy. Here's a plate. All right. Your choice, take the one you want. I'm gonna grab this, this double-edged Right, right here. Oh, it's still nice and warm too. Yeah, should be. All right. Yeah, so you got all kinds of layers of stuff in there. Nice oven spring. Oven or, spring. Uh, dough spring. Dough spring. Yeah. Yes. And if you, it's kind of nice if you grab the grab the crust and press it, it it does spring right, right back. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> all right. Well, let's let's, let's give it a taste. This. Here we go. Mm. The saltiness of the meat. Mm-hmm. Good dough. It's actually easier to eat 
than I thought because yeah. you get that good the good grab there with the crust on top, crust on bottom. Yeah, and you get you get a calzone like effect without making a calzone. Yeah, that's a very good. Yeah, it's like a deli pizza or something. Mm-hmm. Until today, I didn't know how much I needed a pizza sandwich in my life. Man, isn't that something else? Oh, really good. We're gonna do the long skinny with Ooh, the. Uh, are French. you kidding me? Yeah, let's do that one. So this is so easy, but All right. super tasty. So this is the, are you kidding me? So we got the long pan. We got the long pan and- Par-baked uh, crust. And we got the par-baked crust and we're gonna put cheese down. Okay. Then we're gonna put the roast beef and then we're gonna top the roast beef with some Swiss. Ooh. Then we're gonna bake it. Okay. Um, and then we're gonna slice it into strips so it'll be easy to dip in au jus. Oh, Just delicious. like a French dip. Yeah, one of my favorite sandwiches. Yeah, and uh, we'll finish it with some parsley and some color and stuff. But okay, this is so easy, but super, super good. Can you par bake the day before? Throw them in the fridge. Like, how do you store them? You can. Yeah. So what I would do is I would take it out. We're gonna put it right back in. But if you feel that, yeah. Oh, you know, it's still it, real soft. It's it's soft because it sat in the pan. Yeah. So if I'm gonna keep them, I'll move them to a rack. Okay. Like this. Just let put them, them on cool a dry on rack. rack. Uh huh. And then as soon as they're cool and dry, uh huh. Then they can go in a bag, and I just kind of leave. I don't twist tie the bag. I leave it just kind of folded over. Okay. It's a little little tiny bit of air coming in. Yeah. Okay. Just so they don't get like soggy. Soggy. Okay. Because yeah, okay. sometimes the heat can be retained in there, but I'll, I'll let them sit out for a couple hours. Gotcha. And then they'll keep just like any bread. Wow. All right. Um, I, I have some of these and the eight by tens in my freezer all the time. Yeah. So help me out there. So how long would you have them in the freezer or in the fridge versus a freezer? Cause bread usually does better if you freeze it. Right? Yeah. yeah. If I, if I'm freezing these, I mean months. Wow. Okay. Perfectly fine. Wow. Okay. Fridge weeks, maybe okay. two, three weeks tops Yeah. out of the fridge. There's no preservatives in any of this sure. other than salt. Right. So you're three or four days and then you're probably then you're done. Yeah. Okay. Then you're pushing it. Yeah. yeah. And it's par baked too. So there is yeast in here that has not been killed. Oh, okay. It's, it's, it, it still may rise a little bit. Okay. I have learned the hard way. If you take par baked dough and keep it closed up for too long. Yeah. Um, I had it on my barbecue trailer. It got a little warm on the trailer, maybe like 80. Yeah. I opened up the bag and it smelled like vodka. Oh, because it's fermenting. It was fermenting in the bag. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so oh, wow. you got to use it within a few days if okay. you don't refrigerate it. Good, good tip there. Yeah. And freeze for a long time. Freeze okay. for a really long time. All right. right. So I've got a big handful of that good. Yeah, we're going to put more cheese on this than we did the other pizzas. And we're going to concentrate it on the edges where we want it to melt around and give us that caramelization. All right, so we got tucking the cheese in, and now in this case, where our other ones, we didn't put the cheese as much towards the edge. You are putting that cheese all the all way to the edge where the it edge. pulled away from the pan. Correct. So as this heats, it's gonna sink itself down on the sides. Then. Yep, that's the hope. Okay. Yep. So we're just gonna do like that. We just got some roast beef here. Yeah, we'll it's just from the deli. Beef. Okay. Yep. And you just got it pulled in little little pieces here. Yeah. It's a prime rib uh, roast beef. Nice. So we're leaving the cheese on the edge and we're layering all the way down the middle of this nice long pan. Yep. If you look at it now, and I, I'm, I'm envisioning about what this is gonna look like, cause now we're layering the Swiss on top of here. Yep. This is a cool party piece. I don't think people would be expecting something to come out and look like this. Totally agree. And that's yeah. why I love these pans because they just work great for 
like you said, a party, football, tailgate. Yeah. They cut up into appetizers. I mean, this is the same amount of dough as the pizza we just sliced into eight slices. Yeah. But we'll, we'll be able to get 10, 12 strips out of this. Yeah. So if you had a couple of these pans, it's like perfect appetizer. That's awesome. And Yeah. The, yeah. And, and no, we didn't do sauce, so we went cheese, roast beef, Swiss. And the, the shredded cheese is packed all the way to the edge, whereas the Swiss is just a, a gentle covering or almost covering of our roast beef. Yep. Got it. Okay. Yep. And that's I'm glad you mentioned the sauce. So all of my Detroit or deep dish pizzas like this, yeah. I always put sauce on after the cook. Oh, okay. So it doesn't get soaked into the crust. I oh. like the crust to be nice and crispy, almost fried. Yeah. Yeah, so even... Um, if I was using red sauce, I'd ladle on warm red sauce at the end. At the end. So that you're right because that might because you really want that caramelized cheese crispy edge and you might end up with a soggy cheesy thing. Yeah, on and the, it can okay. collapse. Oh, that'd yeah. be bad. Okay. Yeah, so we're, we're good with this. Yep. Okay. We're gonna go outside and stick it on. All right, so we're just gonna take this one, we're gonna put it back on the green mountain. Back to the grill. Okay. I've got some au jus heating up here. Oh, all right. In a little bowl. Yeah. I'm gonna put it up top. I want the bottom to cook less now. So now I'm just after the rest of the pizza getting cooked. This will be 12, a good 12 minutes, I bet. Okay, and we've got, we're at 475, looks like, yep, right same now. Same temp, 475. So again, an, another good pizza to easily do in your home oven, then. Easily, yeah. You could. 475, 500 even. Good, these are perfect for the home oven. Perfect, perfect. We're starting to get some caramelization going. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not done. What I'm thinking about doing is turning this, and then there's at least uh, one more pizza I want you to try. Okay. We'll go in and build it and get it on here. And while that one's cooking, we can eat this one. All right. Well, our cheese is definitely bubbling there, no yeah. question. Yeah, we're going to look for coloring on top. And let's say another five, five minutes. All right. It's been right. eight. Okay. We are back to the Green Mountain. We're going to check on our au jus kidney. Oh, crisp oh, yeah. starting to brown nice in the cheese. The, the yeah. meat's got some nice browning on it, too. Yeah. I think that looks pretty stinking good. Did you hear that cheese sizzle? Let's go inside. Okay, so you can take a spatula or you could take, I'm gonna use this, this dough bench cutter. scraper, yeah. Yeah, and this will help help us get this slide released it. from the edge. Okay, just sliding which, it in between the crust. Oh, it looks like it's coming out real nice. There. Yeah, this technique we're gonna do on the eight by 10, probably even a little more gently, because this is how we can get that cheese crown. Gotcha, so you're using, you're sliding that scraper right between the cheese and the pan. Yep. and just kind of helping it release. You can see the pizza start to lift up from the pan. Yep. And we just, we want to make sure it's it comes off. Because if this can come out in one solid piece, that'd be good. Yeah. So that's what we're going to try and do here. All right. And I'm just going to lift up this side. Bench scraper under there. Oh, look at that. Just came right out. Wham. So there's look your caramelized... We even got a little crown on, on that yeah, guy right there, too. Going on. Sure did. Got a little crown going oh my on. My goodness, look at that. It's a nice looking pizza right there. Yeah, that, that looks solid. And, and man, these you nailed it earlier, like for a get together or something. It's just, uh, it's just an impressive, it's just impressive to look at. Yeah. I've never seen anything quite like that. That's very cool. Uh, this is called a rocker. Okay. It's a little bit different than a pizza wheel. Yeah. But to keep that crunch. Oh, yeah. Then also, since my peel's a little bit smaller. Yes, you have the dual-handled scimitar of pizza yeah. here, yeah. So I'm just going to keep cutting these in half until I get the strips I want. 
All right, it's taking that nice long pizza. Uh, now we just turned it into a Detroit looking one, and now yeah. we're gonna make some sticks. I'm actually gonna go two each. Does the uh, does the rocker crush a little bit less than a than a pizza wheel? It typically? does. Yeah. Listen to that cheese crunch. Yeah, My man. goodness. Yeah. Cool. So right. the bottom. Oh, it's gorgeous. Should look good. That's gorgeous. Yeah, that's a nice fried fried finish. You bet. Yeah, that's good. That okay. That's great. Um, and then we're just gonna finish with a little parsley for color, which I think I brought out here. Yeah, yeah. So we've got we've got our common mozzarella, Swiss, roast beef, and a little nice greenery on top to really just finish it. Yeah. Matt's using a little little salt bay, a little Frampton Bay technique yeah. right there. Bing. Yep. Combining two things I love, French dip and pizza. <laughs> After we just had a pizza sandwich. Right? Goodness gracious. Well, help yourself, dude. All right, let's tuck in. I, I got to do a corner, man. You absolutely I, have to I do think a corner. I think I'm so. I'm with you. I got, I got a crown. I got crunch. I'm taking a look at this. Man, that fried like you're talking about. So it about. even got underneath a little bit. It which did. Is, yeah. That looks good. Oh, man. I, I, I'm going to do, do two bites. I'm going to do one with and without so I can get, get both here. It's probably going to be a little toasty. Here it comes. That fried crunch. Let's try, let's try it with the au jus. Yeah, the au jus is pretty hot. It is. I had to put it down my uh, <laughs> my finger under the bowl, and it was yeah. like, oh. Tastes like a French dip. Mm-hmm. That's everything you want a French dip to be. Yeah. My goodness, a French dip pizza. I, I love French dips and I love pizza, and it's a mashup of both. We're going to switch it up now. Uh, we're going to head back outside to Matt's cooking area, and he gave me the choice of ovens for me to cook on. And I picked the hottest one he had. Uh, I have never cooked on any <laughs> legit pizza oven before. This thing gets insanely hot. This is really exciting. You're going to hear this real time as Matt is coaching me on how to cook this. So from the start of the audio to the end of the audio is literally and exactly how long this thing took to cook. It's just cool. Let's go. What do we got in there? Six, 600 or so on the stone? Yeah. You want to launch it right in this area. Okay. That'll be the most forgiving. Okay. I will just leave it on low and we'll let it. See what happens? Yeah, let you let you do it. Yep. All right. Yeah, you, you saw me launch it. You're just going to get all the way in there. You want to make sure the pizza's not on this steel. Okay. Um, so if you get it in there too far, that's okay. We can always fix it. All right, here we go. Let's get her in there. Yeah, I'd say that's a perfect launch. All right, pizza's in. Okay. How you feeling, David? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. I, I made a pizza. It looks like a pizza. And uh, I think it's gonna taste like a pizza when we're done here too. Yeah, this is great, right. great. First time in the big oven, so it's a good deal. All right, Pizzaiolo, when uh, when do you think we should start checking and looking? Not yet. Not so, yet. Um, we want to get a little bit more color, and we also want it to set up just a little bit more. Okay. We're starting to get some color on the back left. You see that? Yep. Yep. So I think probably time to give it a turn. Give it a turn. All right. So yeah, we're gonna so take you're the... gonna turn it to the right and just maybe if yeah, there you go. And it, and uh, if you need to pull it out, you can pull it out to turn it. Just don't burn yourself. It's 900 in there. All right. How do I get it back on the? Let's see if I can get it on the peel without. You got it. There we go. Okay. Just call no injuries. 
Okay. Here you go. All right. Show you something. So yeah, please. This hand here, you can kind of turns. Okay. And you can get one side leveraged up, so you can. Oh, interesting. Oh, that takes a little, a little Frampton finesse there, but yeah. I like it. Just bring it over here, turn it. Bring it over here, turn it, and just practice that. All right. Let's see here. Yep, there you go. Just keep practicing that till you figure out. It's just, there's a little muscle memory involved. That char cup is starting to char up. Yep. All right, perfect. Now I let it sit, yeah. And the more we're turning it, the less the bottom cooks. But that's, that's gonna, that looks great. Getting hot there, nice. Steam coming off of there. Think. It's on you. Looking like I might need to turn it because it's still pretty so. blonde here. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah, now I'd say, you know, maybe a 10 second count and turn. It'll start happening pretty stinking fast at this point. You're getting the turning down. And that does cook quick. Holy mm -hmm. cow. Yeah, don't go get a beer. Yeah, right. The bottom looks awesome. Yeah. Let's say give it another turn. And now it's, yeah, it's done this to your liking at this point. Man, that's, that cheese is looking good. Bottom's looking good. I don't know, boss. It's looking all right. What do you yeah, think? It's, this is your pizza, brother. I, I think I'm going to pull it. All right. I got another big peel. You can just set it right on here. Look at that. Take it in. Yeah. I don't know. I got to say that bottom looks pretty sweet. Oh, dude. Perfect cook. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I won't let you eat alone. That's all right. <laughs> so that's right. That's true Neapolitan, man. Nice and floppy. Well done, dude. Thanks, man. Man, that's perfect. Good teacher here. Good stuff. Uh, and I, good. I'm very impressed. Well, I mean, thank you. You stretched it perfect. You cooked it perfect on a 900 degree oven um, in under two minutes, which, you know, as, in terms of making pizzas, that's about as difficult as it gets. So that's awesome. Well done, sir. That's awesome. Well, thank yeah. you. All right. I think that's it because I don't think I could eat anymore. Oh, dude, <laughs> I'm, I'm good, man. Yeah. Let's close it down. Sounds good. All right, man. Our show is recorded and produced by Fatterday Omaha. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as email fatterdayomaha at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and stay hungry. Fatterday Omaha. Eat this.